0: Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. We've been amplifying the voices of contemporary artists, curators, designers, and filmmakers since 2011. Toronto-based curator and scholar Andrea Fatona has been illuminating Black Canadian culture since the 1990s. In a way, I've always been working
1: on the edge of both a larger dominant society engagement and a deep engagement with my communities. My focus is really digging deep, focusing on blackness, because anything else becomes a distraction.
0: In 1994, Fatona collaborated with Cornelia Weingarten, to record the stories of women who once inhabited a Black neighborhood in Vancouver. Urban development displaced the entire community.
1: I made a video called Hogan's Alley that documents the stories and histories of Black folks in Vancouver between the 40s and 60s to excavate the race presence and traces of Blackness in Vancouver. The 1930s saw a wave of black migration to the city of Vancouver. Black families from the prairies, originally from Oklahoma, made their way to Vancouver in search of better economic opportunities. A small black community developed in the district of Strathcona's. This was the terminal of the CN railroad. The railroad was the largest employer of black men.
0: Oh, we had some very good clubs. We had the cave, the Palomar. And the penthouse in those days was really a nice place. <laughs> Bands would go and play and jam after hours, after they finished their show. And yes, anybody of who was anybody came, and we all used to go and hear them and see them. I don't think there was anybody that I missed. <laughs> Down in, Island, Miss, in 2015, we met Andrea Fattona for the first time on a street corner in Venice, Italy. We were there for the opening of the 56 Venice Art Biennale. Nigerian-born curator Okui Enwezor was the biennial's artistic director that year, curating All the World's Futures, an exhibition of work by artists from 53 countries. Wesar introduced cultures then considered peripheral to the global art scene. His inclusivity sparked the conversation we recorded with Fatona and other Canadian curators.
1: I think it's really quite important, particularly in the context of Venice, in that there's no black Canadian representation. Canada has never actually... Presented blackness except in the making of particular types of black superstars. but doesn't even talk about the kinds of histories that we have that are marred in colonialism. And there's a particular type of engagement with blackness in Canada that comes from a space of the promised land, yet within the context of multiculturalism, blackness disappears. And I also think that there is a particular Form of anti-blackness that takes place within the context of Canada. I think we're trying to make that visible, much more productive way. We're trying to really insert ourselves and show the types of productions that we're doing to say that we're here.
0: In her role as a professor at Ontario College of Art and Design University, Fatona has continued her quest. A year before our conversation in Venice, she had orchestrated a conference in Toronto on the state of Blackness, calling on scholars, curators, and art historians from across the country to address the subject. In 2020, Fatona received national recognition and significant funding to deepen and broaden her research and engagement with Black cultural communities in Canada.
1: I... I feel very fortunate and grateful that the work I've been doing has been recognized. Given what we've been through and what seems to be ahead of us in terms of racism globally, my commitment is to continue the work I do, which is to insist on the presence of Black cultural production within the space of Canada and to ensure that the work that has been done in the past and continues to be done in terms of black cultural producers and black folks in general insisting on their humanity, insisting on their creativity, and continue to frame the work I do within constructs that exist outside of a Euro white supremacist framework.
0: One component of the project involves expanding and deepening archival content on the State of Blackness website to amplify the digital repository representing Black Canadian art and culture from 1987 to present.
1: We were forced to come to this land, this Mi'kmaq land cradled on the waves of the Gulf of St. Lawrence. We came to this island, Ibiquet, Île Saint-Jean, before they named it after a prince. We walked on this land, this land of sand and snow, before it was a province, before it gave birth to Confederation. The goal is to provide visibility and access to the works of contemporary Black artists, craftspeople, curators, and critics in Canada. They have been erased from the imaginary of Canadian visual culture. What I'm trying to do is to build this platform that will become a central site to access the materials we've collected across the country. I would like to ensure that as we engage with collecting the work, that we create discursive materials because... I contend that up until now the works have not been written about and hence we cannot find them in the context of materials that exist today. And if they have been written about, they've been written about solely for their political and social impact, not for their aesthetic, art-based or craft-based content. The other thing that's really important to this project is to capture the embodied histories of participants in the making of Black culture in terms of the arts in Canada. So there'll be oral history interviews, um, really, really interested in this notion of the body as an archive, to ensure that we document speaking, breathing artists, curators, cultural producers, we're going out to digitize the material, so we won't have any physical materials. So I'm calling it a, a repository.
0: The other component of the project is recoding Black Canada. To increase access to this repository of Black cultural knowledge, Fatona is committed to cultivating digital language with a Black perspective that comes out of encounters and engagement with Black people creating new metadata categories for describing the works.
1: My research project is really focused on trying to shift what's being called algorithmic injustice. People like Joy Bulimini from MIT, who talks about the fact that certain computer programs might not recognize black skin when it's in front of a camera. Other computer algorithms are written so that they actually track blackness. So we're existing on two ends of the scale. One where we're absent and one where algorithms are used to also surveil us. The other important point here as well is that computer algorithms are written by humans and we come with our own set of discriminatory practices. So computers will only answer questions that they've been taught to answer. So part of what this project is trying to do is to come up with new questions that can be answered by these computer algorithms. And these questions will come out of the black experience. Hence the questions will be posed very differently in terms of the ways in which the algorithm is written and the information that it will retrieve based on how we've categorized material will be much different than the answers it would come up with if this was written by a white coder who has no understanding of diaspora, what that means, or who has no understanding of particular ways in which, say, black folks might talk about their religious practices.
0: Fatona deconstructs this challenge.
1: But say you went to the Library of Congress, because these are the categories we use. I come out of Jamaican culture. Well, I, I, you know, I come out of many cultures. But in Jamaica, there are a number of different spiritual practices. Obia, in Cuba, Santeria, there's Voodoo. When you go to the library and you put in Black spiritual practices, you might get two or three of them. And these are the two or three that Euro-based cultures have decided are the most uh, dominant ones. And the focus comes from a kind of Euro-based understanding of these practices. What I'm proposing is that if we spoke to a number of OBIA practitioners from Jamaica, we'd come up with a number of other terms and descriptors for the practice. And these are descriptors that Jamaican people know. Just like Jamaican Patois, that language of Jamaica has always been erased and subsumed to standard British English, yet it is a language. So what if we started using some of that language and the ways in which it is constructed and what it describes as descriptors for the material? And a range of people who think about the works using particular language categories would be able to put in to a search engine the term that they use within their cultural space to describe that material.
0: How have you reached out to the educational community to make them aware of this resource?
1: I reached out by formally launching the website as a resource with the support of OCAD University. Since the site has been launched, I've participated in an inordinate amount of (laughs) conferences and symposiums presenting the material. It's really gotten out on the networks. The website holds the materials of a number of artists and curators and scholars from around the country, and they've been quite instrumental in pushing out the material. Yet I'm so excited about it because there's just a number of amazing Black scholars coming out of the space of computing who are taking this on. I also believe that it's very important for us as Black folks to take agency in creating our world. We can do it. We have the resources to do it. We've always done it. It's time now that we engage in the digital in the way I'm proposing and create spaces that allow us to articulate who we are in the voices and the visions that we see fit. It is a huge and, and, and really ambitious project. I think there are things to be learned in different spaces and geographies of Canada in terms of how Blackness is articulated, how Blackness is produced. That requires time for us as researchers to understand and also form relations with those folks and institutions who own the material.
0: What question do you hope to answer with this project?
1: A question that opens up and enables our learning. How can we produce new and innovative cataloging, dissemination and pedagogical strategies to effectively position Black cultural production within discourses of contemporary art and culture, both within Canada and globally? It's not even so much a question to tell you the truth. The condition I'm trying to change with this project is to centralize Black cultural production within discussions of Canadian cultural production. My job is to provide discoverable traces for now and for the future of our work, of our production, of our humanity, of our lives in this place called Canada.
0: This is the Fresh Art International podcast. I'm Kathy Byrd. As organizations around the world are tackling institutionalized racism, Toronto based curator and scholar Andrea Fatona is focused on making visible the full spectrum of Black culture in Canada. Engaging with Black communities to build an online repository and Addressing Algorithmic Injustice, her dedicated research and scholarship are elevating and expanding Black art history in Canada and around the world. If you like what you're hearing, please take a few minutes to rate and subscribe to our podcast, The John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, Emily Hall Tremaine Foundation, Locust Projects and the Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts and listeners like you make Fresh Art International possible. When you visit our site, you'll find other episodes from around the globe. While you're there, sign up for our latest news and give a donation to support these stories. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk.